Hello and welcome. It's the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking. Try to be best because you're only a man and a man's got to learn to take it. From indie film to studio films, everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up in our very, very humble opinion. And they get released to wherever you get your podcasts every Tuesday. Always remember... In filmmaking, sound and lighting are vitally important. The story is key. Today we're chatting filmmaking, indie films, studio movies, action, fight, choreography, in movies and acting with the action legend. And one of my heroes, if you're an avid listener of this podcast, you will know that. It's the wonderful Scott Adkins. That is correct. We've got to give a huge shout out though to Mike Fury from the Warrior Agency for setting this up. Hero, thank you. I'm Giles Alderson. I'm the producer of the horror comedy A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. I'm the director of the vampire documentary World of Darkness and I'm the director of The Dare, which will be out very soon. And I'm currently producing Cassette down in Richmond right now. Um, that has just started filming. It's exciting. It's going really well. It's Marcus Harbin's debut feature with Parkhouse Pictures. And I'm delighted to be doing it. Hopefully you just get something from this and get inspired and go out there and try and make your own indie film too or your own TV series or your web series or just a short film or just you on your iPhone. Just get out there today after you've listened to this podcast and been inspired by Scott and just go make a film. Go do it. If you want to make films, just do it now. Pick up your phone and go do it. Cool. Um, Joining me today is my co-host is Christian James. You'll know him from the last three Banged up special podcast we did because he's the director of that. Of course, you know that he's my friend of yours. It's Christian James. He's joining me and Scott as well. Okay, so it's the indie filmmaker shout out section. Um, this week we're giving a shout out to the short horror film Heartless, which is screening on August the 15th at the Popcorn Frights Festival in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's the directorial debut of Kevin Sluder. Sluder? Sluder. I hope I pronounced that correct, dude. Exec produced by Jennifer Sluder of the award-winning Sunshine Boy Productions. Heartless tells the story of Shelby, an overlooked executive who finds herself haunted by a horrific secret during a marketing presentation. If you find yourself in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale on August the 15th, head to the Popcorn Frights Film Festival and go and support Heartless. Do it, do it, do it. Also, we're giving huge kudos and shout-outs to Kurt Weiser, his film Cam Girl. Go check that out now. Um, jazz underscore movie on Twitter go follow them actor Mark Joseph thanks brother appreciate all your support and your little likes and your comments this week really appreciate that and 365 Flicks podcast um, you guys rock you're awesome okay so a couple of weeks ago we gave you the chance to go to Raindance for free that offer still stands it's booking up hugely but there's a few slots left it is on the 18th of August, 11am, Raindance Film Training Centre in London. And this is uh, a taster day where they're going through everything that Raindance does. You'll learn so much about directing, screenwriting, producing, and so much knowledge and tips on how to break into the film industry. Head to raindance.com, go to their taster day, tap in Taster Podcast 20 when booking, and you can get that for free. That's on us. The Filmmakers Podcast rock. <laughs> the Filmmakers Podcast is a little gift to you, our listeners. Get to Raindance for that course for free. Do it. Sort it. Amazing. 
have a great time. Let us know how you get on. And remember, because we're so nice and give away things like that, do keep spreading the word about this podcast. Do tell your mates. Anyone who's interested in filmmaking, anyone you go, oh yeah, I want to make a film once, hook them up with us. Get them listening to this. This will inspire them in some way. Or not. Maybe they don't want to make films after they listen to this. But hopefully it will inspire them and they'll want to go make films. So do spread the word. Do your best. Support us on iTunes as well. Subscribe there. It does make a huge difference. And plus, you get the podcasts first. So why wouldn't you? We're also part of the Podfix Network. You hear the little rollout at the end. That is those guys. Go to podfixnetwork.com and listen to some other brilliant podcasts on there as well. Thanks for the love, team. We really appreciate it. And also, if you like this, why not go listen to our previous episodes with acting legend Mark Strong. That's episode 19, and he chats all about working with big directors like Ridley Scott, Danny Boyle, how directors should work with actors. It's a brilliant podcast. He goes proper in depth about his James Bond audition uh, and messing up and uh, having a brilliant time on set. It's really cool. Or why not listen to our episode with actor Rupert Graves as well, who talks about his latest indie film. That is episode 39 with him and Dan Fitzsimmons. And if you like the action side of things, why not Joey Anser, the wonderful Joey Anser who starred in Born Ultimatum and he directed and produced Street Fighter as well. That is a two-parter. It's epic. He tells the whole story of how he got Born Ultimatum, meeting Matt Damon, working with him and getting great advice. That is episode 35 and 36. That's just some of our amazing podcasts. We have loads, millions of indie film directors, millions we have loads of indie film directors and we have loads of actors and screenwriters and producers get listening and you will learn something about indie filmmaking everyone has a different journey and they all say how they got there there's some absolute classics that hopefully you will enjoy right joining us today to talk about making feature films his career as an actor and action star he has starred in the feature film special forces uh, undisputed 2 last man standing um, where he played Boyka. I did that right, I imagine. Sure, I did. Um, which was with Michael J. White. Um, he was also in the Bourne Ultimatum, the tournament, X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, lead, his first lead role was in Ninja, and then straight away did Undisputed 3 Redemption, where he reprised his role as Boyka. Uh, and then he starred in Expendables 2 as Hector opposite Sylvester Stallone. He starred in Eliminators with Stu Bennett, Hard Target 2, Criminal, Grimsby with Sasha Baron Cohen, The Legend of Hercules, Green Street 3, and Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. And also Doctor Strange, the Oscar winning Zero Dark 30, Accident Man, Ip Man 4, which he recently filmed, The Deck Collector, and most recently, Triple Threat. It is my delight to welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast the wonderful Scott Atkins. Hello, mate. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for leaving out the shit ones. No problem. It's my pleasure. You have, you have also <laughs> left out EastEnders. Well, yes. Yeah, one of was the there shit not, ones. Was there I'm, not a Hobby City? There's a Hobby well, no, City. No, there's Hobby City and maybe uh, Hollyoaks After Dark. I, I, and the doctor That was my in. acting school, lads. Was it? I, well, yeah. What a great place to I was to allowed learn. to be bad in those. I think everybody... That's where I learned in front mean, of millions. We never said bad. We never said bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was me evolving. Yeah. Some people yeah. would love to be on those shows. So, I mean, it's... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did at the time. Yeah, no, great, great experience. Um, it certainly made me realise I needed to pull my socks up, though. Really? Yeah. What happened? Why? Tell us. Well, the what? EastEnders one was the worst um, because obviously everyone watches EastEnders. Of course, so everyone you know. goes, I saw you on that. They don't yeah. watch your and films. I, I've like, done some stuff at the time which I was quite proud of, you know, mm, Jackie yeah. Chan films and things like that. Yeah. I remember doing EastEnders and then just strangers would recognise me and go, oh, EastEnders, and then start laughing. <laughs> uh, because my performance was so terrible. <laughs> oh. Now, what, the problem with talking about it is that people might 
Think, oh, I'm going to find that. I want to see that. Yeah. Don't bother. Yeah. Don't Let's really just know. forget about but it. But surely yeah. someone's don't found it on up. YouTube now. I'm like done a, you know, a special. No comment. Really? No comment? No, don't no. find it. Don't look at We've it. We've gone too far down this path. It, we yeah, have. We, we have. have Scott to answer to. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> so, so as you know, because uh, you're an avid listener of this podcast. Avid, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this podcast is all about helping filmmakers get off their ass and make their first film or carry on making feature films. Uh, and it helps directors working with actors such as yourself and producers to understand what it's like to make films. So acting was something you, was in your blood. You wanted to be a, a martial artist from a young age, from watching Jackie Chan films. Was there a specific moment that made you go, yeah, okay, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life? Um, so I remember watching Enter the Dragon a lot when I was a kid and loving that. It was always on mm -hmm. late at night and I would stay up to watch it or record it. Um, but I've told this story many times, but I vividly remember uh, being 12 and being in the local video shop and seeing Bloodsport. And it was an 18 certificate, so I had to hide it. And I ran back and I got my mom. I was like, Mom, come on, I'm going to get this this film called Bloodsport. And it says on the front, International Martial Arts Sensation, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. It looks amazing. So she she helped me rent Bloodsport, and I didn't take it back for about a week. But I vividly remember bringing my mom into the lounge and saying, look, look at this guy. And this is what I want to do with my life, Mom. I want to do what that guy does. Amazing. I remember that. That's really cool, because... Mm. I never had that. I never had that moment where I saw something yeah. and said I could do that. I felt it was too far out of my reach. It didn't feel believable or yeah. it was possible. Mm. And that's amazing that at a young age you went, I want to do that. So yeah. what did you do about it? What, how did you then go, okay, become an action star? Well, I was kind of shit scared of acting, to be honest. Of course. It's yeah. something, it's easy to be shit scared. Which one came first? Was it the martial arts or the acting? I was how? already doing judo. Yeah. Training right. in judo. Because I went there because my dad and my brother did it. So when I was 10 years old, I just went along because I felt like I was missing out. Yeah. And um, I jacked in the judo eventually, uh, and so did my brother and my dad. But then I I, start, I went and started going to ninjutsu, mm, which was, okay. you know, some yeah. weird place weird. in Warsaw. And then the next one was uh, taekwondo, and I did that for a, for a good long time. Was that about you finding the martial art that suited you most, or were you just trying them all? How, why, why were you sort no, of... judo and ninjutsu, I was just a kid messing about, didn't really know what I was doing. But, sure. you know, I'd seen American Ninja and thought, Ninjutsu, we'll have a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the time I did Taekwondo, I, I would have seen Bloodsport and really locked into that idea of, I want to try and be like one of these uh, action guys. But I was always doing stunts and stuff as a kid, scaring my mom and very physical. And the martial arts came very natural to me as well. I was right. immediately a very good kicker for whatever reason. I remember being in my, my garden, training myself to do gymnastics and kicks. Mm -hmm. So by the time I actually started Taekwondo and the martial arts I'd done before then, they weren't really kicking based. By the time I did Taekwondo, I, I mean, I was probably the best kicker in the class. Wow. What makes a good kicker? Flexibility helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, explosiveness. Yeah. Um, I was very just explosive. Yeah. Uh, fast twitch muscle fibers. So people didn't mess with you at school as well? Was well, no, it wasn't like that. Not at all. Right, okay. Yeah. I got bullied a bit. Right. That's for another podcast. But that, <laughs> but, that must have been, but that must have been as well nice to know that you could defend yourself and you could actually, whereas a lot of kids are scared of that. And for well, me, yeah. Uh, there was an incident that happened to me. I was on a bus. So I guess it was about 14 and I got mugged by these guys. Oh, man. And I remember that kicking my training into overdrive. Yeah. And I basically turned my... Have you ever seen No Retreat, No Surrender? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that, yeah. I basically was that kid. Right. Yeah. I turned like, my it. garage into a shrine. It was a montage moment. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 it was dun. everything going on in that garage. Uh -huh. 
except for Bruce Lee actually coming back from the grave and teaching me. Right. But it was as close to that as I could get. And we used it, so by by the mugging, you were like, you sort of like, right, you took that and I'm going to make a positive out of this. And, and Yeah, I'm never going to let that happen, happen again. Yeah, yeah. 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 What'd you say? If, if I'm did, in that situation again, I, I need to, to learn how to get yeah. out of it. And, and did and you punish them for trying? Did, and did you go back on that bus many times, waiting for them to? I was looking for those. Looking for them. Still looking now, right? Still looking, Fucking assholes. I see those YouTube clips every now and then. You see, <laughs> like, uh, so if you're out there listening, yeah, it's time. <laughs> it's time. Let's bitches. go. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Called out now on the filmmakers podcast. <laughs> you're fucked. Yeah. But don't be assholes. This is in life. Don't yeah. be one of those guys. Don't yeah. do it by one of those girls. Don't do it, man. Because yeah. Scott Atkins will come and kick your ass. So anyway, so from from there, you said right. Okay, you were training, you're doing stuff, but you, you still want to be an actor. I was very shy. Yeah. Still am in a way, but obviously right. not as... But when I was a kid, I was really, really shy. So to stand up in fo- front of an audience or to get in front of a crew and do some acting was really scary to me. And that held me back for a long time, to be honest. Mm. Um, but the martial arts came easy to me. The acting, not so much. So I could get up and do my martial arts in front of people because... I felt, you know, I knew yeah, you, that you, was you really good at it. Yeah. And if you're good at something, you, you tend to lean into it a bit more and do yeah. it more. Whereas the acting, I knew I wanted to do it, but I was afraid of it. So I didn't really jump into that until I was about uh, 17, 18. Okay. Was it always lurking? Was it something you thought, I've got to get into this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, what I used to do is like a lot of, you know, you guys probably the same. I used to make my, my, my own home videos, yeah. mm. you know, films with my mates. Oh. Uh, and I was always the guy that, you know, Pushed everyone. Yeah, come on, we're going to do a new movie now. I'm directing it, starring, writing, all the rest. That's you know, great. You're going to be this guy. You're going to be this guy. And, you know, we just make hours and hours of footage of, of home movies. That's and amazing. Did you just yeah. shoot that on like a handy cam thing or was it more? Yeah, you know, on a, on a Hi8 camera. Yeah, Hi8. Uh, whatever oh. that was. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I, we used to... I used to edit between two VCRs. Yeah. I love that. So you knew that when you pressed record on the one, it was going to take it back five frames yeah. to account for the and five then, frames yeah, yeah yeah i needed to take this one back nudge it back and get into the right place and press play and record at the same time and all that and if, you, if you fucked up an edit you oh. were like oh i've got to go back in now another minute and just yeah. start you know go this yeah. process again and then you'd go down generations of tapes and yeah, you're copying yeah. that and copying that to, to put the music on and yeah. how amazing you know. have you, does any of these still exist they do yeah they do yeah yeah some of that's on youtube a thing called oh, gangsters it? That was the epic one. That was like the an hour and a half, right? You know, gangsters. Uh, you were big, film. big yeah. to hour yeah, and, and a half. It. Yeah, wow. So there's a bit of that on uh, on uh, YouTube. That's amazing. Because you, know, well, you know, you learn a lot just you, by doing it. And of course, you of do. course, now it's uh, so easy to do that. There's no excuse. There's no excuse now. Yeah. You can do it on your iPhone. There's apps yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah, it's how Robert Rodriguez started. That's how he did it and made his feature yeah. film same exactly the same way. Yeah. And isn't it great that when you see stuff like that, what Rodriguez did? Mm-hmm. Um, how much more inspired you'd get because you'd see that he's actually done it on the cheap. So you could get more inspired by watching a mm. cheap film that's yeah. broke out and done well, you know, more than watching a big it's so Hollywood true. blockbuster. So you went from there, making your own films, which is cool as fuck. I, I, that's inspiring to anyone out there. Is you can go do it and go do it. And then you said, do you know what? I want to do this seriously and went to Weber Douglas. Is that right? That's it, Weber Douglas. Yeah. I messed up a little bit actually because... I auditioned for a few uh, drama schools and I got into a few. Yeah. But at the time, Weber Douglas was thought was the best it of was, the bunch yeah. that I'd got into. Up there. You yeah. know, I didn't get into Rada or Bristol or Vic and Weber Douglas was the next one, apparently. Mm. Um, but I couldn't afford it. So after six months, I had to jack it in. Couldn't afford to live in London and pay those tuition fees. My parents tried to support me as much as they could, mm. but, 
you know, it was an uphill struggle. Yeah, that's how hard. long was the course? How long was it? The course gonna? It was three you... years. It was there yeah. for like six months. So, in Fuck. retrospect, I should have gone to Manchester. I was accepted there, or Welsh College, mm. um, or one of these ones that was affiliated to a you know a, a university course. So it would have been get cheaper. Tuition fees, or at least yeah, yeah. Yeah. helped you. Um, so I was, yeah, I had to leave, mm. and um, I was kind of in the wilderness for a little bit there. But that must have helped in some way because if you'd stayed on, you might have been on a different path. Who knows what yeah, maybe. happened, right? Maybe. Okay. Um, I started teaching kickboxing full time at that point. Oh, okay. And uh, really took the martial arts training seriously, uh, but no real acting training anymore. Mm. Um, so how did you then start getting bits on TV? How did that happen? Trial and error, going to auditions, doing really badly, right. learning from the experience, getting better. Yep. Um, landing a few auditions, doing that, getting really scared, doing mm -hmm. a shit job, yep. learning from it. Mm -hmm. um, always learning, always trying to move forward and, and uh, learn from the mistakes. And, um, you know, you do enough auditions, you start to get better. But I, I learned on the job and it's, you know, there's some work out there that... Uh, is definitely learning on the job. Yeah, it was. We were talking about before is, you know, you, you did do EastEnders and you did do Doctors and Holby City, which for a lot of actors and young actors is great. I mean, brilliant yeah. place to learn and train and get your craft up. So how did, I mean, how did they even come about? How did you get an agent? Did you just, what was it, open castings? How did you um, get them? Do you remember? I got contacts, was it? Or yeah, one of those contacts, books with yeah. all the agents in. And I wrote letters to all of them and sent headshot. And, uh, there was, I don't know, three people that got back to me and I ended up, the only one of them wanted to take me on. <laughs> so I went that's with right, okay. That's good, yeah, that's you, good, you know. It's good odds, yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah, he, he helped me out a lot. All right. Uh, Bill Ellis, A&B, personal management. Nice. And um, I'm quite a loyal guy. Stayed stayed with Bill for a long time. Nice. Um, but eventually uh, moved, moved on to a different agent. But, you know, mm. a few years later. And did you, show, did you send in your martial arts reel as well? Did you have that? Yeah, I would yeah. have sent that. And I was sending videos off to people like, uh, there was a guy called Bay Logan who was in the Hong Kong film industry. And he actually gave me my uh, first job, which was Extreme Challenge. Yes. That was the first film I ever did. Right, okay. I did an advert before that. Evo right. Stick. Evo Stick? Yeah. What were you doing What's the Evo Stick I played two of me. Oh. There were two of me. Right. Putting up the dado rail and shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, no. And then I did City Central before that. So yeah. TV I used series to teach as well. uh, kickboxing in Milton Keynes and right. Tony Jordan, he would bring his kids there. Ah. The writer of EastEnders and City Central. And, oh, uh, that's a good way in. He okay. just said, oh, yeah, I'll write a little thing for you in City Central if you want. So yeah, go yeah, for it. Amazing. Then you, you made the short film with Ross Boyask. Which is really interesting. Oh, yes. Because yeah, so Ross has been back. on the podcast as yeah. well, talking about it. And that's with Gordon yeah. Alexander as well, called Pure Vengeance. Yeah. Which must have, I feel, I should have asked Ross, but it's got some connection to his film, which is out now called Vengeance, right? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's... I don't know. You like the name Vengeance? Maybe you just do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like that's yeah. a cool title. What can we call this film? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pure Vengeance. No, I've done that. Just Vengeance. I've done Pure Vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Just a Vengeance. No. In America, it's yeah. called I Am Vengeance. I Am Vengeance. Well, I, I prefer that. Yeah. I do. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. I like I'll it. Well, Ross will be listening, yeah. so there you go, Ross. I like all of it, Ross. Scott's, yeah. Scott's told you. You could have called it pure vengeance, you, mate. Come you on. could have, yeah, yeah. Let's just round table some of Ross's work right now. <laughs> Ross, if you're listening, I'm going to just uh, start to... It's <laughs> uh, brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay, so and did that help in any way to then when you went over to Hong Kong with the work there or... 
Because that was a martial arts type. For you were I playing think, martial arts. I that? think I did Extreme Challenge, which Gordon was on as well. Nice. Okay. In 1999, mm-hmm. m- moving into 2000. And I think we did Pure Vengeance at the beginning of 2000. Right. So I'd already met Gordon and I'd already had my experience on a Hong Kong movie, mm-hmm. which was a massive learning curve. Yeah. Uh, how so? Yeah. In what way? Um, if you're going to be doing fight sequences and that's what you want to do, yeah. then the best place to learn it is in a Hong Kong movie. Because obviously you've got two disciplines. You've got your, your martial arts and your acting. Are you are you sort of constantly nudging the two together or are you focusing on one or how is this the two progressing? Well, definitely now. But back in the day, I, I was aware that I was really good at martial arts and I wanted to get better as an actor. And um, if I was only an actor maybe I would have kept getting turned down for all these auditions and jacks it in. But because I had my martial arts, there was always work that I could find. And then, you know, I'd have a small speaking role and Mm. I'd build up to a bigger speaking role, supporting part, whatever. And that was was my evolution, you know, getting more experience as an actor because I was so good at my martial arts. Yeah. And uh, obviously I'd put that to the forefront um, and that was my way in, that was my thing. But I've always considered myself an actor uh, as well as a martial artist, not not a martial artist that's going to do acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just had the shyness thing that was holding me back. Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. I think that's a great way, and I think everyone should find that. If you're an actor, a director, producer, you need what's your niche? What is it? Yeah. For you, CJ, I suppose it was the horror comedy, uh, in a way. You yeah, know? I guess. It, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, uh, it's something you sort of default back to. But yeah, you just find the thing you just get a kick it out of and yeah, and for then, you. Yeah. yeah and that's the niche and it, it doesn't mean you have to stay there and for you you're kind of like well it was martial arts so yeah. i'm gonna push that and if acting roles come from that sure because you can act a bit and then you learn from that right? there's a fair um, amount isn't there i think the universe takes you so i think uh starting out for a lot of people and and sometimes film school can teach you bad habits in it's kind of like we, we all need to be stanley kubrick and just you know we're going to do this it's like well actually sometimes you need to let universe universe take you certain places it mm. might for opportunities that you didn't see so true come, you know and that's happened a lot for me at least Absolutely. would you say the same for you scott is that sort of a, a, you know has, has it been a, a decisive path or has there been things where it's sort of you've had offers and i knew what was what made me different i, kn- I know what the attraction is still now for me it's the fact mm-hmm. that I'm uh, an action guy, an action actor, mm-hmm. and I'm very good at martial arts. And, you know, I don't want to bring out a movie, a load of movies where I'm not doing martial arts because I know that that's what people expect of me. And listen, I love it. And that's what I set out to do. Which is great. Um, yeah. yeah. I think some people in the past have made a mistake of forgetting about all that and, and now I'm going to go to, I like to try different things don't get me wrong mm. I'm, all, I'm all for it and stretch myself dramatically but I also want to keep giving people what they expect from me mm. do you think so. there's a difference between acting in an action film and acting in a regular film if you'd like without uh, not really mm, well good. the difference is you're much more tired if it's an action film <laughs> yeah <laughs> so know, true you, if it's just an acting job just an acting job you know you're going to go home and you're going to learn your lines for the next day but if it's an action film you got to go home get to the gym yeah mm. yeah true know, yeah, good lift those weights and you've got to prepare for the next uh, day you've got you to, can't you've get got injured rehearse all the fight scenes mm-hmm. and you've got to learn your lines for the next day and you've got to look good it's a mixture yeah. it's everything right yeah there's a much heavier workload it's a, a specific talent to be that good at martial arts and when you're saying the lines come across believable. Yeah. If people think it's easy, it's really not. It's really tough. There are some shots in Undisputed 3 where I'm literally falling asleep while the camera's on me. I'm that really? tired. Wow. But 
Because what's your routine? Are you, are you gym in the morning, then to set, then? So you're, presumably, even while you're doing these well, long for the, shoots. for the Boyka films, I've got to look a certain way. I've yeah. got to be a certain yeah. weight. So is that, yeah. and that would involve a lot of uh, trimming. If you don't so you use really, it, yeah. you lose it. So yeah. you have to weight train yeah. all, every day, um, even if you've done a, a whole day of fight sequence. Wow. So you're yeah. still going to go train as Yeah, well. you've, got to, you've got to get it done. Yeah. Wow. So it's very difficult. And That's then, and really then you, you also have to think about if you've got, like, yeah, shirtless scenes, you need to be ripped too. So yeah, you've got to deprive yourself of calories and, you know, that makes you more susceptible to injuries possibly because you're a bit malnutritioned. And, yeah. You know, uh, you've got to find the balance of, okay, I, I don't want to eat too many carbs because mm-hmm. uh, I want to look good, but I kind of need the energy to do these high-flying somersault flips and kicks. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it can be difficult. I can imagine that's, yeah. yeah, it's a totally different mindset to just, and when we say just being an actor, that's still really tough too, or being a director, whereas actually yeah. being a director is full on, because as we've talked about quite a lot, you're on maybe just as much as an action star, because you've got to train, we're also training, we're talking about what we're doing. Yeah. Sometimes an actor will just come on, get ready and hit their mark. A lot will still yeah. be in makeup at 6am, so there is all that too, but it's a different mentality from a directing to then acting, to I have then to work out my voice. Stuff. My voice. Well, you've got a director's voice as well. Well, I don't, <laughs> this, the one I'm using now is my director's voice. Right, right. But I always, on a shoot, on a long shoot, I lose my voice. Of course you do, because you, you end up I, shouting at everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never, I ne- I've never been much of a singer, so. Uh-huh. Well, Scott, you've got a beautiful voice. You, you train have got a great you're very, very deep. Yeah. Just lucky. Yeah. You are lucky with I that. learned this in six months at Weber Douglas. <laughs> Is that what you got? <laughs> That's what you got. At least I've got something. You got this, yeah, the EastEnders yeah. training was this, Ian yeah. Beale. No, you were like, no, I've got to talk differently to him, which is great. Okay, so now you, you, you're actually working as an action star and you, you're moving forward very quickly and did a, a film called Day Song Chi Kyung, right? That's Extreme kind of, Challenge, is that? It's the same as Extreme Challenge. Okay. It's actually, on IMDb, it's under two different credits which is really interesting they put it in twice did you know that whenever you do a, a Chinese movie they always put your name as it is in your passport so I'm always Scott Edward Adkins when I do a Chinese movie <laughs> really? it really pisses me yeah, off like, why have you done that That's, yeah. Yeah. Again? again why have you done that again <laughs> yeah I'll probably be Edward Adkins in it man four anyway. <laughs> really can you what, not, is, it, is that why do they do that I don't know is it you have to ask them right why do can, they do a lot of things? can you not ask them can you not like put it I in your contract I just yeah. remembered yeah, yeah, I need you can to. get it in your damn. contract damn Everyone's like, oh, Scott, yeah, it should be Scott the contract. It is there. in the contract, but they still do the same thing. <laughs> and then by the time it's on screen, it's too late. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They're not going to change it. That's amazing. So, so you did that film, which must have been amazing, right? Great experience. Well, yeah, we were saying, yeah, if you're going to do a, 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 if you're into making fight sequences, that is the place to learn it. The, yeah. yeah. The stunt coordinator, coordinator, director, fight fight director was uh, Stephen Dungway. And he is the little kid in Enter the Dragon that gets slapped on the head. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, don't concentrate on the finger, that little kid. Amazing. And he was the head of the Hong Kong Stuntman's Association at the time. Holy shit. And, um, you know, I got to do these very intense uh, filming for a long time fight scenes. And uh, to learn how they did it w- was great. So I was able to carry on that experience through for the, for the whole of my career, mm-hmm. being baptized in, in a Hong Kong movie and, and seeing how they did it. And then taking that with me um, and learning it the right way, what, in my what, opinion. What is the right way? The right way is to shoot it sequentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the, right, the wrong way, it's easy to explain, the wrong way is to do the whole fight sequence from beginning to end and film it from a load of angles yep. again and again and again. Close from, up, from over the shoulder, end. wide, yeah. mid, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out in the editing room, sort of thing. So yeah, look, basically yeah. the way a DOP would would want to shoot it, which is yeah. like we do this angle, we no. do everything this side first, yeah. and we do everything that side. Mm. Yeah. So if you shoot it like a drama or something yeah. like that, mm. you're stuck. Like mm. a piece of acting. Yeah. Um, that's the wrong way to do it. You've got to, you've got the fight sequence. You know what the choreography is, and you say, right, we're going to film this section. Yeah. And this is the angle. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do it until we get it right. Mm-hmm. We're going to check the the replay when we're happy with that. Moving on to the next part of the fight. Now, it does take a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but it's a lot safer. Yep. You can really be specific uh, with the shots and, and you know, uh, fill the frame with beautiful movement mm-hmm. and make those hits look great and be sure that you've got it and, and, and move on to the next bit. Uh, and, you know, if you've got two days to do it and you're trying to film this fight and then we're getting to the end of the second day, we can always cut a little bit out or add a bit more, um, you know, if you've got two days, I mean, guys, you're lucky if you've got yeah. two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always, I've always found whenever I've been more of a set piece or, or when you've got sort of, I suppose, physical action yeah. and I've been really down the wire on time. I've just said to my dear, I've lit it like, just give it a general light. Just give me pockets of light yes. everywhere. So I'm not relighting every time I move the camera. Yeah. Yeah. They go yeah. mad, but eventually they're like, they come round to it. And John Hurley, a frequent collaborator, he uh, understands it now and gets it. And then, great camera here, right next to it, camera there. And you can just, uh, listeners, yeah. I'm pointing at different directions, just so you know. Um, but yeah, what, you know you lo- what you lose in the cinematography of it or the yeah. lighting, yeah. you're going to gain in the amount of good yeah. action. So and it, your compositions as well. I think, yeah, yeah exactly. It, I think, it's give and take. Yeah. If you've got all the time in the world, then you can have everything. But if you haven't, you've got yeah. to make that decision. Okay, let's do make the lighting a bit more generic mm-hmm. yeah. so that we can move the camera around freely. And, and the get cuts the shots tend to be a bit, you know, they tend to be a little bit quicker too. So I think, you know, yeah. but as it turned out, Fleffer, on that on one sequence in Fanged Up, the DOP ended up loving how it was. He's like, oh, I just love it. It's great. So it turned out, you know, it was yeah. a happy accident. I, and, it's interesting Joey Ansel was saying exactly the same thing and that's how they shot Bourne and you were in Bourne as well so mm. you'll know they did the same they did it in moments that's fascinating well said that. not my bit not your <laughs> bit <laughs> no. no really how did yours work out I was you uh, had to do it all the like I was 17 I mean, different what, times what can I say Paul Greengrass is an incredible director it absolutely is but yeah. in my opinion they would have it would have been a lot more efficient done, done another way I only had a small fight with, with Matt Damon, but mm-hmm. they were doing that. They were filming it from beginning to end. And to remind the listeners, your fight was the... Um, uh, Born Ultimatum. Um, He's done so In many the fights. Spanish bit. Uh, yeah. We go up to an apartment. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Matt Damon surprises us. Actually, for a long time, people thought I was Joey. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. You've got a similar yeah. look. I mean, yeah. sort of not, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we would get confused. It yeah, was weird. yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so you're inter- similar yeah. characters as well, slightly, maybe. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. we're both in the Born Ultimatum, yeah. and I guess they got us confused. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. So that w- I was amazing that- as Dash. Yeah, exactly. You'll <laughs> take the Dash role. Oh, did I get that credit? Yeah, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Would absolutely. that be because, and because of the secret of how it was shot, is it because your main unit and second or, or, uh, or second unit, does that, it, would that have an effect on things? Because you're, uh, maybe if Joey's, you're with Matt Damon, you're going yeah. the way. Maybe Joey's, that was the main fight a bigger fight so maybe they took a bit more care with that one but the one i did was shot from beginning to end i didn't even know where the camera was really you know we're, we're meant to be making punches look like hits but no mm. one would tell me where the camera was oh, so really? it's like so okay That's um weird. are you just is it just wishful thinking mm. are you hoping that it looks like it was a hit yeah. and is it, anyone paying attention because 
you certainly I don't know about it, so I can't help you guys. Mm. Hopefully you got what you want. And was that wow. a conscious decision on their part? They didn't want anyone to know where the cameras were? because they just A little to... bit like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was certainly the case on some of the other bits. I remember walking up the stairs and not knowing that there was a camera up there and seeing the camera and being like, shit, there's the camera. Oh, don't look at it. <laughs> just eyeballed yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. with the fight stuff, yeah, the ca- cameras everywhere, moving around freely. Didn't really know where they were. Yeah. In my I, opinion, it's the wrong way to do it. Yeah, I can I can mm. understand to an extent the logic. I can see probably the logic of what they're doing, but yeah. I can appreciate if you're trying to do a fight scene. Well, it's you know, on the trickier. flip side, doing Zero Dark Thirty, yeah, Catherine Bigelow and it being shot in a similar sort of way, yeah. And as an actor, the freedom that that gives you to not have to hit your mark or worry about whether you caps far down, you yeah, know, yeah. Down your eyes. yeah. You know, and just to really just work off the other actor and not have to worry about the technical things, yeah, is great. There's you no, know. there's no focus marks on the floor. You're not exactly. hitting the spot. You're just That's doing brilliant. And you can do what you want. You can change yeah. it up, do something different every time. Yeah. Which is um, great. Except for when for, you do For the hits. action, you, yeah. you've got to be more specific. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to capture beautifully framed action. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's interesting. Because there was quite a bit of action in the dare, which is weird because I never wrote it. I mean, Johnny never wrote it that way, but there was a little bit of action. Mm. So I'd had, I think maybe three days at the most, go half a day to do this bit, half a day to do that. And I had Robert Marser. I don't know if you know Robert Marser, big German, wonderful actor. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, stunt guy. And yeah. he he was just brilliant. He really helped me to get what I needed to get because he was like, no, okay, why don't we just do this or do that? And I love that collaboration. Yeah. Do you find that some directors are good with collaboration and some just go, no, you have to do it my way? I'm very collaborative, but mm. in my films, when it comes to the action... Certainly we get to that point where I'm going to say, if it's not someone I've worked with before, I'm going to take charge of the action. Right. Or say, this guy that's come with me, my fight coordinator, whatever, we're calling the shots there. And I have to ah. do that. Okay. Because I know that what my audience expect from me. And if that director isn't in sync yes. with what I'm used to doing, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to let down the people that are looking forward to watching the action in, in one of my films. Sure. So, so I have you, to make sure that that, that works. You see, my, yeah. my thing has always been that, okay, I want to deliver a good story and I want to do a great performance and, and, and everything you should want. But at the very least, the action is going to be good. Because mm. at least then I know that the people that like to watch action are always going to want to watch my films. And people who do want to watch your films know that it's probably going to be an action film anyway, so therefore yeah. they expect certain levels. Yeah. That's interesting you get to bring Sometimes your, your own guy with to you. Sometimes to do that. Okay. Um, well, Expendables probably point, not. No. What no. if it's a bigger film? You just go, okay. Yeah, I'll do what you want. Mm. They have their own guys who are very talented on it as well, I expect. Yeah. What's the name of your guy you bring along a lot? I use Tim Mann a lot. Tim Mann, okay. Yes, Tim yeah. Mann. He's uh, now acting in stuff as well, which is Well, great. yeah, he was before. Right, okay. Um, he hates performing on camera now. Oh, does he? But he's so right. good at martial arts that so you're like, mate, you've got to. Come right, on, I you're see. the man. So you're bring him in from like a tin yeah. man. Yeah. So do you, I suppose there's something, something like we're jumping around a bit now, but on something like The, the Expendables, mm. a lot of cast, do a lot of the people on that have their guy, their stunt guy, or their, their guy they bring along or their, you know? Um, their not person. so much, but Jet Li, I believe, wanted to use his Hong Kong mm. guy, uh, and that was definitely, he definitely did on uh, Expendables 2. Yeah. Um, but that just surely that's a different fight style, though. He's yeah. bringing a different look to the film. Yeah, but then again, you could just say, "Well, it's Jet Li, right?" Because so, he's got a different style to the others, anyway. Right, but so, then isn't the camera moves different? Isn't yeah, 
Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the director of that, and I've always wondered about this. Stallone, isn't it? It's the, it's just, no, no, it's no. Not. It's they Simon, didn't, Stallone didn't no, do it. It's not Simon West, who is it? Well, actually, you'd know. You were already. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. Yeah, West, Simon West. Simon West. Now, I always think as a director, I go, shit, I, I, you know, I'm, I hopefully do some big action films one day. And I'm kind of going, okay, great. But if a stunt coordinator or a stunt fight person comes on, they're going to go, no, no, sorry, I'm doing it this way. This is how you want to do the camera and this. And I'm kind of a bit like, oh, no, but I like to do that. So it'd be really interesting. And You've how got to pick they the right guy beforehand, haven't you? Right. You don't want to be in okay. that position where you're not in sync. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that would be horrible. Yeah. Because that fight choreographer, whoever he or she is, is suddenly going, no, it's this way or yeah. that way. And that I've had it tough. I've had it the other way around where I've had stuff where I, because I love Sam Raimi and kinetic action, that oh, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I've had stuff on, on some recent features. Uh, uh, the, um, <laughs> it's a quote-unquote action scene, and I've just, it's at the end of the shoot. It wasn't meant to be that way, but it moves to the end of the shoot. You're tired, mm-hmm. you turn up, the stuff you want to be there isn't there, blah, 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 blah. And suddenly you're just, you know, you're shooting it and going, oh no, I'm shooting a shit action sequence. And I wished I'd had a decent, someone you know, was... someone with me just to go, hey, CJ, how about you yeah. put the camera, or just put this in front of the camera, a bit mm-hmm. of foreground. And afterwards I'm like, I just tired them down a complete, I mean, I shoot commercials all the time. I always, you foreground something, but in this, in this instance, I didn't do it. And I'm like, that's yeah. interesting. With, with your storyboarded, now going back, looking at it. It was storyboarded. It, uh, oh, right. It was all storyboarded. Yeah. And I think everyone was so tired, everyone just followed my boards <laughs> to the letter. Ah. But actually, if anything, I was like, that's where I'm going with it. But really what I want on the day, I'll, I'm not, I'll be working with someone, a uh, you know, coordinator that will help me. And they did help me to a degree, but I think everyone yeah. was just, you know, you have off days. And that was one of my off days. Because I didn't, I, I did a storyboard did everything. But then I actually, when I got there, I went, no, no, do you know what? Let me see what works. Let me mm, see the yeah. fight. And I had a brilliant fight choreographer who I showed him what I wanted. And he went, give me a moment. A wonderful Bulgarian guy. And you shot out in New Bayana as well quite a bit. And that's where I shot. Yeah, and they just I went, probably know you probably know him. He just went one moment. He said, watch this. And suddenly they did something. I was like, yeah, yeah, that that's better. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with that. Do you find that that sometimes if something storyboard is so strongly like in Expendables, I imagine that to board everything that when you come to it, following it, it's quite tough sometimes. Yeah, well, the best way is to to pre-visit with a you know a video camera in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, yeah. So for Expendables, that definitely would have been done because that yeah. was eight seven eleven, and and that's they're the masters of the previs right. action sequence, and that was the evolution of John Wick. Really, that's where it all came from. Ah. Um, but yeah, that's the best way to do it because if you can get together with a, a, a bunch of stunt guys like Gareth Evans would do this for the raid, mm. and um, you know shoot a lot of different the fights are already choreographed, then shoot a lot of different angles. Find what works in the edit. Yep. And then if you can have your finished edited fight sequence and you take that to set. Mm-hmm. And what Gareth Evans would do, and you can see this on the uh, uh, special features of the raid, is he would actually drop, he would have the previs and then he would drop the actual footage into the timeline of the previs as he was shooting it. Yeah. So he, he, he knew what what specific bits he needed to get. Yeah. That's and he, he wouldn't waste time with stuff that's going to end up on the editing. And also lean yeah. on lean on the people that are performing. I've, done stuff i did a commercial with a skateboarder before mm-hmm. and i had all these great ideas about where i was gonna put the camera but this guy just skates day and day he knows where to put cameras yeah he so knows what on the days like cj you know i don't want to say but how about you if you put a camera down there you get a much better yeah, angle of me i was like yeah. okay no it's great and he was right so he's like li- yeah. listen to what you guys do you know yeah because yeah, i did that yeah. the same on the day that i i watched the fight choreographer do it and then i got my actors to do it and then i filmed everything 
on my little camcorder. I said camcorder, my Canon, and I just did it. And then I put that together and then showed my DP that night and said, I want something similar to this. And then yeah. he'd go, cool, well, if we move the shot here, then suddenly you're collaborating and you, yeah. then you, the whole thing comes alive and is so much better than yeah. your first crappy drawings and your shots. Um, yeah. in, what, what's rehearsals like for you then when you're rehearsing something like that and you've still got to say certain lines, you've still got to get the acting across. Is rehearsals re- on set or rehearsals before? Both. Let's say rehearsals filming. before f- to begin with. So you're rehearsing the fight scenes. Are you already coming there with an idea of what you want? Yeah, definitely. Um, like Accident Man, for instance. Mm. Um, Tim Mann was doing that with me and I definitely had a... I definitely knew how I wanted some of the action to play out. So I went over to Bulgaria. He was there doing a film with Isaac Florentine. And yeah. so I'd get some time with him and some stunt guys to previs some of the fights. And, you know, I would deliver the uh, the dialogue. There was a one fight scene where I'm delivering a lot of dialogue while I'm fighting this mm. triad biker type guy. And, um, yeah, I definitely had a sense of what I wanted for that okay. uh, and how it should be shot. Uh, so those two particular fight sequences, I prevised myself with Tim and I let him do the other stuff just because of time. I'd love to do it all with him, but, mm. you know, he was in different places and I was working on American Assassin and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, Which is a great yeah. film as well. It's a lovely film. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Um, and, and maybe... Isaac's right. It's what I love when I was walking around Bulgaria and the, the New Boyana Film Studios, which is quite an amazing film studios, right? Yeah. There's just so much. You should have seen it in 2004 when I've I was heard first this. there. When Mark Strong told me this, he went, "Mate, you're going there. It's fucking terrible." <laughs> like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's really yeah, nice. Really well, yeah. They've got an Israeli restaurant there. It was vegan stuff for me, and it's just like really cool place. Yeah. But what was nice was walking around is there was your posters. So many. Oh, yeah. but I was like, "Yeah, there's another one. There's another one." Yeah. There's not enough of me. There's not That's enough of you. Did you, I, did I, you right, put those posters up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I snuck a few up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, and then you obviously got to do Expendables there as well. Which yeah. Did you shoot most of your stuff over there? It was all in uh, Bulgaria. All in yeah. Bulgaria. How was that? How was shooting that? And how was it working with these mega stars like Sylvester Stallone? And, you know, yeah, how... it was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, God, yeah. you know, my dad used to bring back those Rambo movies oh, and God, everything. Yeah. We used to love it. Watch yeah. it all together. Mm-hmm. Stallone's uh, a legend, man. what a hero yeah hero of you how did you get the role how did it happen um i actually almost was in the first expendables but that didn't work out for whatever reason Ah. Um, was that a bit of a bit of bit gutting it was very disappointing at the time yeah um and then expendables 2 came up there were these two characters that were with van damme and i remember saying to avi lerner um why don't you just make those two characters me Put them together, I'll, I'll play that part. Like, he was like, yeah, I love it. You're like so the twins, was, like yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme's twins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, I became Van Damme's right-hand man, and mm. it made sense. And then it was like, well, give me the end fight with uh, Statham then. And um, yeah, brilliant right, stuff. Good for you. To be around all those action stars, people that you've... You know, when you're around actors that you've idolised as a kid, mm. you can never shake that. So yeah. when you meet them, it's like, oh, wow. Cool. You know, somebody, somebody like Tony Jaa, who yeah. I really respect, mm. who's my age. Yeah. Um, I view him as like a colleague. So, or, or, you know, I've got massive amount of respect for him, but it's not like when you meet somebody like Jackie Chan mm-hmm. or Donnie Yen. I just yeah. had that experience. Yeah. When you watch them as a kid, you know, you hold them so high up on a pedestal. You must you? do. Yeah. And there you yeah. are with Stallone and you're, you're doing scenes and, oh man, yeah. that must have just been brilliant. Oh, it was, yeah. I think Van Damme was more nervous than me. Really? Because it <laughs> yeah. was this sort of comeback. It was a big film, thing right? for him as well. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Big opportunity and, you know, those big, massive stars. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. What was, what's your main memories from doing that? Um, oh, did Stallone give you any advice? The ones you can tell us. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> did you see anything of how they shot stuff, of how their action was, how they acted on set? It was interesting to see Stallone and the big stars, how, how they were. And um, to be honest, it was very particular to make sure to to make sure he looked good, okay. Mm. Which is something that I didn't really pay much attention to. I, I was like, "What well, are you either cool or you're not, right?" <laughs> yeah, Hopefully, I'm cool. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Do you want another taste? Scott? No, I'm sure. I'm sure it'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are like, they will watch the replay, and if there's something they don't like, they do it again, and they know how to make themselves look good. Uh-huh. And you know, it doesn't take them a long time to do it. But if they see something that they don't like, they're definitely going to say, "Hey, no, we're doing that again." Right. Um, I'm going to make myself look good. They know how to make themselves look good, and that, that, that's all part of it. So they've got the money yeah. to do that, though. That's the difference between making the money a studio it, movie yeah. Yeah. and doing an indie movie. Yeah. Could you? Could you on, on something that size? Could you have stepped up and said, "No, no, I want another one to look good." I wouldn't good. want to do that in front of those guys. Is yeah. it kind of? Yeah, I suppose you. Yeah. No, Stallone, you've had enough takes now. <laughs> yeah. I want to do my one again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Um, what what about directors then working on action scenes for you obviously or in general just working on films is what are the kind of best things directors do and don't do common mistakes yeah. where do we go wrong tell us help us what for the action sequences no just i think generally, generally. Yeah. yeah actually yeah. i think um, you've got quite a unique viewpoint in that you come at it you do both. Acting you cover both yeah yeah. So. yeah yeah um you've got to find where those actors work best, you know, is it the, is he the guy that's going to deliver it on the first take and be great? Mm-hmm. Uh, like Ray Stevenson on Accident Man was like that. You needed to be ready and make sure it was in focus because take number one, he was going to be dynamite. Wow. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm an actor that I'll get it on the third take. Yeah. Uh, so you need to know when those actors are going to peak. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, with the action, it's, uh, just film it the Hong Kong way. I mean, that that's the way to go for me. Okay. Um, do, you, do you have directors ask, well, they ask you, where, you know, where are you best? Is that a conversation you often have? So I try to have with actors. I say, that, you know, yeah, where that do you, where conversation do you... has come up. Not often though, but really? maybe it's... a couple of times been asked that. Because yeah, I, I think it's yeah. really important to speak to you. I say, what's best yeah. for you? Yeah. So, how yeah. do you like to be directed? What you, it's what, a really good question. What you don't want is a room full of eight people all saying, take three, I'm golden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. No, that's yeah. great. Everyone's take three. Just You've take only got one camera. And there's yeah. like two there, two there, two there. That's that's true. True. You've, got to, you've got to figure out who's got the... Uh, <laughs> good point. Yeah. I, I think, in a way, you need to figure out who's driving the scene. Or I Yeah. Think, I remember t- uh, True Romance, the scene with Dennis Hopper and Christopher oh, yeah. Walken, which is yeah. probably the best scene ever filmed, let's be honest. Mm. Um, I watched I, that the other day, actually. Yeah. It's amazing. I remember reading something about how um, Christopher Walken hadn't quite arrived there with memorizing the lines. He wasn't quite 100% with it. Mm-hmm. So Tony Scott recognized this and, and started off with Dennis, Dennis Hopper first. And they were finding their way into the scene as, that, as they did that. And, you know, Christopher Walken probably, probably says a lot more than Dennis Hopper. So yeah, it's for sure. So the film Hopper first, and then by the time they came around to, he was to Walken. Um, yeah. And I guess you've got to be sensitive to that. Yeah. Um, as a director. Mm-hmm. And doing too many takes as well. People often with action like to do the wides first. 
Well, why just, not do the close-up? Why not do the close-up yeah. first, right? Because then the never hit's happens. done. I know, but it should do. Maybe it should, yeah. Because otherwise you do about it, three but do wides. do you need a warm-up t- into it? But yeah, you don't I want to t- exhaust yourself on the mid Exactly, you don't want to exhaust yeah. yourself. It's also, yeah. I think, it's, it's just, and it's just, uh, you know, your technicals versus your... your so then your, your DOP's going to want to do the wide first to get the longest thing to Match light. the light, yeah, yeah exactly. Sort of, yeah. Because yeah. then once you've built, you've painted the room of light, you go, great, we'll put, we can punch in lose all these lights now and they can go to the next location and that kind of stuff and that's that's probably more a lower budget mm. filmmaking thing it's ju- you're juggling locations yeah. we can start to get the you know certain people to move x y and z over to that we can break down that bit of kit so for me not always ideal but that's why you go wide into close-up i, I, I don't tend to be yeah. i'm not a master mid-shot close-up kind of i tend to have a Wandering moving master yeah. and then i'm a master become a close-up or something yeah. well that's the job of the actor at the end of the day you've got to be able to deliver when you're expected to to deliver within mm. reason, you mm. know, and that's the technique of it and everything, and that's what you should be able to do, yeah, as an actor, you know. But if you can make it easier, please do. Yeah, <laughs> it's certainly for emotional scenes. I, yeah. I don't know why people do a wide on an emotional scene first. For me, again, you talk to the actor what works best for you, and if you know you can cry on cue first, but you've only got one take on it, yeah. then you go cool. I'll get that in the close up. Yeah, and then for the wide, we'll do a tear or whatever it needs to be to get you through it. Yeah, whereas a lot of people do the wide first, especially with kids, and the kid will be bawling his eyes out. And you go, "Oh, it's amazing, we got the wide." Like, <laughs> yeah. Come for the close up, the kids like, "No, no, you're joking. Yeah. You think I can do that again?" And I think that's yeah. that's vital. And yeah. I think the if same you could with make that decision as a director mm-hmm. and have the balls to say, "Right, we've got the kid here, let, let's go close on this," mm-hmm. um, then probably would be a good thing wouldn't it yeah. and nine times yeah. out of ten you'll use the close-up anyways get it on an emotional scene guaranteed we'll yeah. be playing it in a wide yeah it's true and plus you would you hardly use wides anyway these there may be more in fight scenes i don't know but i've always find that you spend so long on doing wide shots and you yeah. really go oh, let's go again because something didn't happen you go you use about three seconds of a you know a two minute scene yeah. but again it's important to be specific as well as a director because you know some actors that aren't as experienced as a director, you should probably say, look, we're, we're on a mid shot now. Mm. Th- this is what we're at. Um, so don't, don't expend everything now. Cause yeah. some, I mean, uh, you know, at some points I didn't know that, you right. know, yeah. I just say, Oh, we're putting this lens. I still don't know what lenses it's, are. It's, lenses know? are tougher. Yeah. It's yeah. true. It's better if the director goes, I'm this, yeah. show it with my hands, by the way. Yeah. This is chest. <laughs> the screen <laughs> is this size. Yeah. So, you know, you're going nipples your to, to forehead yeah. right now. Yeah. 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 You might say that to one actor or sh- show the shape of the screen. He's like, I fucking know what this lens is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How dare you try and explain it to me? I've been on sets more than you've had <laughs> on dinners. Go fuck yourself. And that's the other thing we talk about. Actors yeah. have been on a lot more sets than most directors. Yeah. Because directors yeah. are talking about making yeah, we films We get to learn from everyone. You learn. Yeah. Learn from the best. And you have yeah. learned. You've worked with some amazing directors, yeah. right? That's, you must yeah, have learned loads from that. Well. Yeah. And that's good. Because yeah. now you're, you're producing. You're writing stuff as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Out yeah. of necessity with Accident Man, really. Right, okay. Why, yeah. tell us, because Accident Man, right, let's talk about Accident Man. It's, you play Mike Fallon. He's a stone-cold killer whose methodical hits baffle the police and delight his clients. He's the best at what he does, but when a loved one is dragged into the London underworld and murdered by his own crew, Fallon is forced to rip apart the life he knew in order to hold those accountable and avenge the one person who actually meant something to him. I didn't write that. You didn't like that. <laughs> so you're producing this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. How did that come about? Talk about it. I It was, yeah, a comic that I got when I was about 15, 14, and I loved it. I thought it'd be a great film. I expected it, somebody it, to make it. It's a great film. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. N- no one had made it, and I thought, I, I, as I was getting into the business, I started to think, well, I should make this. I should play Mike Fallon. That'd be great. Mm. I've always wanted to. 
Um, so I optioned the rights and uh, I thought, well, my mate from school, Stu Small, he's a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. And so he just said, well, let's write this together then, mate. And Amazing. we had a long time to do that. There was no rush, no end in sight. Actually started writing the script before we got uh, optioned the property, to be honest. And was it easy to option it? Because people find this is tough to option something that's already existing. Even scripts is hard. It's not yeah, easy. It was okay for us. It was a bit yeah. of an obscure title. Um, it had almost been optioned a few... I think it had been optioned before. It had almost been made before. Okay. In fact, when I did an audition for a big movie and the producer was there, big producer, mm-hmm. and he said, just before I was going to make... Or just after I'd made Accident Man, he says, congratulations on making Accident Man because I owned the uh, the rights for many years and we were never never able to figure it out. Wow. So that was nice to hear. Yeah. I met that guy. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just started writing it with Stu. Um Kind of thinking in my head, well, I'll get a real writer. Not that Stu's not a real writer, but... <laughs> no offence, Stu, but yeah. no, I know no what you mean. Stu, Stu knows. Okay, yeah. Cock, but... awkward conversation you have in the room. Hey, let's get on a writing No, show. because yeah. Stu hadn't had anything uh, at the time. He hadn't had anything uh, made. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean. So, but in my head, I was thinking, you know, we're a couple of knuckleheads. We'll uh, maybe we'll get somebody get else something, doing something. Get something, paper. Yeah. Let's Someone just start, polish see it. how we get on. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it turns out it turned out really, really well. And mm-hmm. we managed to get Sony to uh, agree to make the film. Um, you know, kind of a long story, very short. Uh, but yeah, I wrote it really because I didn't want to have to pay someone to do it. So right. I did it with me and my mate. Yeah. And because yeah. you were producing it, you were like, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I might as well do this myself. And yeah, you- I, let's get us to a certain point and then maybe we bring someone in, but we didn't need to in the end. Because it was strong enough. Yeah, it was yeah, strong absolutely. enough. absolutely. And yeah. you got Ashley Green. And we got a good cast. Ashley uh, Green's On the strength great. of the script. You know? Really? Yeah. Right. So you got Michael J. White, obviously you pulled him yeah. in again, which yeah. you've worked with him a lot. Well, that was easy, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's great. I mean, he's really cool. To get that standard yeah. of cast, Ray Stevenson, Nick Moran and Tim yeah. Mann, well, obviously. Well, we're really happy to get Ray Stevenson because we always thought... We want to write a role for a really great British actor uh, and Big Ray. Um, you know, we really want that part to shine. So we need to, need to write a part that's going to attract a good British actor. So, yeah. you know, uh, we're really happy to get Ray. Um, and, and it all came together and uh, it was low budget. Sure. Low yeah. Budget compared yeah. To well, what we had four doing. weeks to make it. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay yeah. That was as much as we could squeeze. Yeah. yeah. Four whole weeks. Four whole weeks, yeah. but a lot of action as well. Wow. Lots of fights. There's lot, and explosions yeah. and all yeah. sorts going on. And as we're, we're very, talking, it film those fights sequentially, it takes a bit longer to do it as well. So Very good, though, that the producer, I mean, for me, you know, if I was directing that, the, the, knowing that the producer understands what action takes to make God, yeah. would be a bit oh. a Well, bit I actually of a blessing. scheduled it. Yeah, well, Did you? amazing. Yeah, when, when it came to doing it, I, t- I gave the first my schedule and said, look, I know things are going to have to change, but certainly for the action, this is, this is what's take. happening. This is how long I need. I don't, See, I'd I don't love hear that. Anything I'd about fucking it. love that if someone yeah. came to me and said, I know how long this is going to take. I understand yeah. how to shoot it. Yeah. And did you work with a director on that as well? I've done so many action films mm-hmm. that I, I just know what it takes, how much time it's going to take to make a. Yeah. Well, think- everything, not just the action scenes, but, you know, this is how long it should take to. To, to shoot a scene because yeah. I'd, I'd done it so many times yeah. up to that point I think the same with me and CJ with, with blood or anything like that you you understand how long doing a horror scene actually takes and uh, what's it like when you work with a, a, a first and uh, do, do you let him dictate how long you should have in the schedule just saying well no I want this a lot of the time it's a mixture uh, yeah. with the dare I sort of said look we'll let my first uh, decide at first and then I kind of went actually no I know I'm going to take longer here yeah because you know what shots you I want. do yeah, yeah. 
Whereas sometimes the first, even though you give a shot list, again, yeah. it changes on the day. And I'm like, I know I'm going to give me more time here. This will be shorter. This is one scene. I can yeah. do that in, you know, 20 I've, minutes. I've generally been more successful if the shit's hitting the fan schedule-wise for any reason. Step back and let me first. You know, you can, mm. you can be David Fincher if you want to be, but you've got to... You know, if, you, the if the money's not there, you can't time, do it. Yeah. So let's quickly talk about Ip Man Four. Um, you've just come back from Hong Kong shooting this, right? Yeah, Shanghai. Yeah. Shanghai. Even. Yeah, actually, like, I've just come back from Leeds. Oh, yeah, shooting, shooting Leeds. this. You what? Wait, you shot Ip Man, Ip Man 4, Four in yeah. Leeds? In, what? Hey, yeah. what? I've been in Shanghai for about eight weeks, <laughs> right, okay. and they've been there for months filming yeah. Ip Man Four, and then they've come to England to shoot the exteriors. We've been in Liverpool. Liverpool, Preston, Leeds. Oh, that's where it's set? No, that's where they've been filming San Francisco. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> Liverpool, Leeds and Preston? It's Dublin yeah, yeah. for Shang- yeah. Shanghai. Dublin for America. For America. Yeah. Have they never seen America? <laughs> well, do you know what? They well, got they a used... bit lucky, I think, because the, the sun really? had burnt out the grass, made it sent it yellow. It looked more like California. Serious? They well, used, yeah. uh, Ed- was it Edinburgh for uh, World War Z? Yeah, so, they did so that. I yeah. think. Movie magic. It, yeah, exactly. Has anyone seen Rumble in the Bronx? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shot it in Vancouver. Yeah. Or Toronto or something. Yeah. It looks, yeah. But no, look, you know, movie magic. But for the for the exteriors, they were in Leeds. I mean, it's That's like a, it's a military base. Oh, so you can. Yeah, yeah. it's not okay. like. Yeah. It's not like. Uh, there's cars going by and it's Leeds United Ground yeah, and stuff. Preston no. bus station. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you were in. But you said exteriors. So therefore, it's big old fields and. Yeah. Okay. Fields and uh, yeah, whatever else they shot. I was there for the uh, military base stuff. So nice. when you get the part, oh, yeah. you're like, "Yes, I'm going." You know, I'm, I'm, where, where, what amazing places am I going to? <laughs> Leeds, Preston. I couldn't get my head onto it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hong Kong kung fu movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Preston. we're doing it in Liverpool. <laughs> oh, um, this right, is good. Made, let's, let's fucking do it then. <laughs> <laughs> how and how is so seeing a film film in two diverse locations. Do they bring their filming style, which is, seems to be quite rapid fire, and do they bring that to the UK as well? Or do they no, they're bring... very specific and mm. take their time with what they want. This is a pretty big budget Hong Kong movie, mm. and they definitely uh, have have enough time to really concentrate and get get it exactly right. Mm-hmm. And that's the way they do it in Hong Kong. They are, there's not necessar- necessarily a schedule not fixed. Um, and you know, they'll, uh, spend a lot of time just what you'd think wasting time sitting around talking about how they're going to do various things. And, uh, they just like, they would change, they changed all the dialogue on my first scene. Wow. Um, and I was using an American accent, so that doesn't help. Mm. Uh, but they changed everything. Well, when you arrived, like, yeah, yeah, we're going to say this now. It's like, well, this is a lot of dialogue and I'm not the best at learning lines. It's going to take me a while. So it's all right. We'll just start shooting. (laughs) Holy shit. um, (laughs) I said to the director, I said, look, I had planned on giving you a good performance in this movie, but I guess that's not happening anymore. <laughs> but we were able just to do it, do it, do it, do it. And I go back and look at the monitor and it's like, okay, yeah, I guess we got it now. Wow. We had enough time to do it that way. Wow, you could fall back yeah. on your EastEnders training, I think. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Holy is that sh- a way, we, are you growing comfortable with that way of working or is it still something you'd rather No, do? I definitely w- would not want to work that way, but that's the way they work. Um, it's kind of like, that's like my worst mm, nightmare that's my, yeah. my fever dream is being in front of like you know like 30 40 people and 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 say something and you've got to you know it's a, it's uh, a horrible uh, thing guess yeah. what it was the same on zero dark 30 really was it? yeah it, quite improvised uh, and the same they told me that it was the same on the hurt locker which got the oscar right 
But um, is that because they want a more naturalistic delivery and they just say, we want to... I don't know. You know... But then you've got to know certain technical words, especially playing soldiers or playing... They had yeah. the time to get it right. So they sat me and Jennifer oh. L down and and they gave us this new scene and she was not happy about it. <laughs> uh, and I was, you know... Going, like, oh, fuck's yeah. sake. I let her, in the headlines. Yeah, I let her yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah but we just sat there and we did it as many times as we needed to do it until we, we, we memorised the lines and found the scene. Yeah, as we as they were rolling. Um, See, that's scary. So there's spot. no right way to do it, really. No. But you, you need the time to do it that yes, way. Yes, yeah. but some, sometimes you've got so little time that that's probably the better option. Mm. You know, but it's it all it's all dependent, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, so In Man Four is with Donnie Yen, which must have been amazing to shoot with him, right? Uh, again, it's like you know working with Jackie Chan or Stallone, yeah. which you did on your first movie, which yeah. Oh, wow, incredible. Yeah, one of the first. Yeah, so in Man 4, do you know when it'll be out? Do you know what's I happening? think they're talking about Chinese New Year. Okay. February. February. Yeah. Exciting. Because Donnie's got a lot of films coming out. He's just got one coming out now, Big Brother. Right. And, uh, you know, they don't want to have them too close together. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they seem very happy with, you never know, but the director seems very happy with the, what he's got at the moment. Mm. Yeah. So I, I was his good luck charm, actually, because... He said that all the uh, the films that he'd done that had been the most financially successful and the most critically acclaimed, he'd had one of the actors having a baby at the time and they'd had to send him home or whatever for the right. birth. And that happened to me on this film. Amazing. So he was like, thank you so much. It's going to be a good film. You know how yeah, superstitious yeah, superstitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that your first baby? Second baby. Second. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. man. Really nice. Really yeah. nice. So, uh, and we didn't ask to say, Accident Man is out now, and you can go watch that now and go support Scott, which he produced and wrote, which is super, yes. super, super. Scott, what else is next? What's happening? Well, Debt Collector gets its UK release on the 6th of August, which is a film I made with uh, Jesse Johnson. And a brilliant actor called Lewis Mandalore. Mm -hmm. It's about these uh, debt collectors. Um, it's a different film for me, but I'm really proud of it. And I urge everyone to go out and check that out if you can. I'm actually, well, we're here today because I'm working with Jesse Johnson again now mm -hmm. on our new film, Avengement, which we start shooting on Saturday. Right. And I've uh, been in London uh, preparing the fights and action for that. And uh, yeah, it's it's all kicking off. So I think I don't know what is this film number fifteen with Jesse Johnson. Absolutely. I'm not sure it's a few now. You've done so many with yeah. him, which is great. Which yeah, is no, really it's... nice to work with the same directors again. It it's a be. really great collaborative, fruitful uh, uh, relationship we got. So really good, yeah. really good, Enjoying cool. It. I saw the trailer for Deck Collector, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. It was interesting. It was a different kind of action comedy stuff, and I was like, this could be really cool. Yeah, really like it. It's a bit of a throwback to like a seventies type of movie. Mm -hmm. um, very, it's got a, a buddy element to it as well. Caper sort of vibe. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah you've yeah. got the grizzled, hardened debt collector who's alcoholic, you know, and he's saddled up with this new guy who's a martial arts instructor, and he can't make ends meet, so he takes a job as a debt collector just to make some fast cash. And um, they really don't get on, and it's mm -hmm. the first three days of this. It's this weekend of his the new guy's descent into hell, realizing that r this job is shit, and how am I going to get out of this uh, situation I got myself into? I'm, I'm really happy with the film, so I urge people to check it out. Please do, please check that out. And now, triple threat. Okay, triple threat right. is a hit contract is taken out on a billionaire's daughter, intent on bringing down a major crime syndicate. A down and out team of mercenaries must take on a group of professional assassins to stop them before they kill their target. There's your trailer right there. That was it. Just jar. I should have just done there. the voiceover, right? Yeah. yeah. Again, Michael J. White, uh, Iko Uwasi. I don't know how you say his Uwais. name. Uwais. Uwais. Yeah. I mean, he's don't just say brilliant. that to his face. He will 
fuck you up. Really? He probably will. <laughs> <laughs> Even with my taekwondo training, yeah. he'll be like, no, 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 that's nothing I'll compared take you to you out. Out. <laughs> Totally. Indonesian style. And Tony Jar as well. Of course he will. Of course he will. Um, so that's coming out soon as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. busy. Yeah, it's coming man. out at the end of the year, I think. That's amazing yeah. for you. No, that was brilliant. I really wanted to work with Tony Jar for a long time mm-hmm. and we got to do it. Okay. And uh, wow, what a humble, amazing guy and such power. I've never been kicked as hard as that. Really? He wasn't even trying to kick me hard. So he's, just, he's made it sounds like you didn't get off. Yeah. It sounds like yeah, yeah, no, this man. is filming. We this were just, just in the bar. Yeah. yeah, no, you've got to go for it when you've got to go for it. And it's because he's got that style, I suppose, as well. It doesn't look like it's going to hurt it's not. Much. It doesn't look flicky-flacky, does it? It's, no. It, no, he... He kicks hard. Really? He's a TIE fighter, isn't he, sir? And you yeah. had to take it. You had to sort of, that didn't hurt. That didn't hurt. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yes, go have you had? <laughs> have you ever had a kind of like, holy fuck, that kills, but I've got to carry on and just go, yeah, great, fine. Have you had one, you know, you had to just power through a day thinking, God, my... Yeah, all the time. The, all the, time. the culture <laughs> of the, uh, the Chinese and Japanese... Um, is kind of to not show that they're they're hurting. Yeah. Um, and in the West, it's a little bit different. I remember doing Ninja Two with Kane Kasugi, yeah. and uh, we were doing this sequence where we're bashing uh, forearms together, again and again and again. And I was I had some ice. Yeah. I, I'm icing up my forearms, and I'm like, do do you want do you want some ice as well, Kane? And he's like, no. <laughs> You're like, like you fuck us. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a rifle now. <laughs> well, I'm on the ice. <laughs> um, and you've worked with a lot of your heroes as well. What's your take on that? Working with a lot of people you admire and you've grown up watching. You turn around and go, you're an absolute twat. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah don't meet your heroes. You know, no, you've, it's, you've, it's, look, it's... Uh, you've ticked that box way more than once. Yeah, I mean, look, there's... there's there's different individuals in this business. Some some are a bit trickier than others. I love this. This is so um, dramatic. But you know, I mean, look, uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, they're all superstars that you've have inspired you. Mm. Yes, one way or another, so much so, when you were a kid, and you know. So they're allowed to be ourselves. Is that what you're yeah, saying? In a way, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you know. I get you. Ignorance yeah, get is bliss. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it totally is. Totally is. So obviously, you've given quite a bit of advice on how to make action films. But if you could give some advice on acting, any, any small advice to our listeners now would be great. Um, oh God, I don't know. I just believe that, you know, anything's achievable mm-hmm. if, if you want it enough. Yeah. But more importantly, um, you've got to get after it and you've got to, you've got to work hard for it, yeah. but there's nothing stopping you. Um, I've always been, I get it from my parents. They're, they're grafters. Right. They, uh, they work hard and uh, I've always seen that growing up. Uh, so I get after it, you know, I, I know what needs to be done and uh, I don't waste the day. I try to stay proactive. So maybe get off the PlayStation for a little bit. Maybe put down the weed. Uh, <laughs> let's go and get it if you want it enough. Yeah. Great advice. I love yeah. that. It's is so that are you aiming that specifically at me, CJ? He was looking at you. Was <laughs> get off of, yeah. Right now he's on the PlayStation <laughs> right 4 now. smoking weed. <laughs> I didn't think you noticed. Yeah, yeah that, that's amazing. Thank you. And just before we go, we've got a couple of questions from our fans. What? And your fans. Okay. Uh, out. So, so it's going to... Um, this is a first. Yeah, t- well, we did it with Mark Strong. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, true. We do it with the best, basically. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's no offence to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't got as many fans. Uh, so, so this is... Uh, Adkins underscore fan one She wrote, this isn't a question, but I wanted to read it out. She was very lovely. I wish you would have told me this in advance, my love. Now I'm going to miss you. I hate to miss anything at the Scott Adkins does. But I don't have at... 
but I don't she... have access to iTunes. Basically, she I know right that was now? her question. She do... Brilliant. <laughs> Follow her; she's amazing. Um, I told her that she. I'm could... sure you can figure it out. I SoundCloud, said, maybe. That's why I said it's on yeah. SoundCloud. It's on, you know, all the others, all the others. Okay, here we go. Corey Marvin asks, "What do you like about playing in action movies?" I love that because it didn't really make sense. Yeah. So I don't know how you can answer. Answer it in one word, probably best. It's like Mr. T famously said, I like the pain. <laughs> it's very painful. Perfect. Uh, more gooder than podcast to a lovely. Uh, they said, uh, who was your inspiration when becoming an actor? We kind of cover that, but maybe you've got someone new. Maybe there's someone else in there. The action stars I've said, but mm. I really am a big fan of Anthony Hopkins and Gary Oldman. And I loved it when I got to work with Gary Oldman on Criminal. Because exactly. he's like, you know, him and Anthony Hopkins have always been my favourite actors. That's great. Yeah. Interesting, that film's amazing, but yet he didn't get the publicity and announcement it should have done. But Criminal's a really good film. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah, well, Some big stars know. in that. Sometimes they, uh, they uh, you know, slip under the carpet, don't they? They but, do. If you've not seen that film, check it out. Yeah, check it out. It's great in it as well. Um, Johnny Grant, who's been on the podcast. I'm agreeing to you saying I'm great. (laughs) Yes, I am. I know. I am great in that. But it's true. Check it out. Uh, Johnny Grant, who has been on the podcast, he asks, he's a screenwriter, he asks, when reading a script, how much or how little detail do you prefer in relation to character behaviours, traits, quirks, such as eye-rolling, nail-biting, or action sequences written out? Um, That's, I I like it. You like it? Because I don't have to do that. Right, but if the writer is saying uh, that is is giving me that information, then it's it's nice to know where the writer's coming from. Mm. Um, so I enjoy it. Uh, why not? Okay, and I, I can choose to do it a different way if I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's nice to have the option that I know. Okay, the writer's thinking this at the minute. And what about action sequences itself? Because there's a famous Stallone one. I think it was the Inspe- Expendables first one where he just left two or three blank pages where he went, "There's going to be a big fight scene mm. here." Yeah, that's what I do. Really? Yeah. See, he's a smart man. I didn't know that. Ah. I'm obviously a smart smart man too. (laughs) I remember sending um, Accident Man off. They sent it off for coverage. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know who's reading Reading that, that. marking it or whatever. Then we've got a fucking clue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this this writer doesn't know what they're doing for for the uh, action sequences. They didn't even write it out. That's because we don't know what the location is yet. (laughs) Yeah. And we're going to choreograph it accordingly. That's a well-known thing. You just put, they fight, so-and-so wins. Three pages later. You know, as a writer, Mm -hmm. maybe you should you should write it out i think because um if you're trying to sell that script and and blah blah blah, people are probably going to expect it yes you might get some dimwit that says something like that but for something like accident man where i know i'm the writer is going to be creating the action Mm -hmm. there was no need no need okay cool because yeah me and johnny co-wrote the day with me but maybe if i had the people that sent off coverage would have got a better mark and they would have wanted to produce it so that's true yeah you never know or that might just been some kid in a room you know what i mean then that's usually the The latter is more likely but me and johnny wrote out all the action sequences for the dare literally this is how i wanted it and when we came to shoot we couldn't because of locations yeah and if it's a fight sequence what are you going to do he he jabs him he hits him with the right cross then he ducks under and you know who wants the reason it's laborious to read it's laborious to write as well you've got to try and make it exciting throws him against the wall he falls down his arms cut jesus yeah good question though but just put the highlights in the important story or character notes that you need from that action sequence and leave it at that good advice uh last one and this is a good one uh full starts podcast asks you and your uh so which means significant other right yeah uh are invited sexy other could be yeah depends are invited my friends to a dinner party Food is amazing. Wine is great. The company, fun. Before dessert is served, 
people start pairing off and begin swinging. Oh. <laughs> Dessert looks great, though. What do you do? The host is too busy to serve it. Is that a question? That's an actual question. Come dine with me. What's going <laughs> yeah. on? Sexy, swinging. come dine with me. Go swing. That, the question is, do you get the dessert or, or not? Or do you start swinging? Or do you start, I suppose. Or yeah. do you leave? Swinging like key swapping, what we, what we talk about. I, I imagine so, yeah. That's what he means. <laughs> That's what he means. Oh, I don't know. I don't think me and my wife will be going to that one. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> basically, would you eat the dessert? Would you basically serve the dessert well, on the like, South? There's too, there's too many, I mean, there's too many things, well, you know. Who's at the party? What's the calorie? Well, yeah, what, what are the how pretty are people? they? What's the dessert? Is it lemon meringue so pie? Shallow. Maybe I'll go with that, you know? <laughs> I it's, it's very tricky, isn't it? You've got it's to very consider tricky. all these things. So what's your answer? Um, I'll go for the dessert and then get the hell out. Good man, good yeah. man. I like it. I like it. That's fantastic. Yeah, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Scott. It's so cool. Where can people follow you online uh, and in the social worlds? Where's the best place to get you? Stalk oh, you. I'm always uploading some videos on Instagram of me uh, training in my gym. That's true. I've yeah. seen a lot. Vanity videos. <laughs> Have a look at me kicking again. <laughs> if you haven't seen it enough already. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Facebook. Facebook. And that is... The Scott Adkins. Uh, the I Scott Adkins, Adkins at both. And on Twitter, isn't it? The Scott Adkins. Yeah. I think my Twitter's a bit redundant now. Is it? But yeah. Why that's is that? A shame. You've got so many followers. Well, I don't got know. 141k. You just link your Insta to Twitter and then. Well, you... that's what I do. I just you get a notification on Twitter that I've just uploaded something to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and that's as much as it does at the moment. Right. Okay. I think. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And it must be nice to interact with your fans and get all that feedback. I do read it. Yeah. It's uh. It's nice to read a bit of uh, positive stuff and negative stuff sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. There's people out there, and there's no need for the negative stuff. I think. Well, you know what? You need a thick skin as an actor, so oh, fuck yeah. And you need to get used to it. And as yeah. a filmmaker, I'm I remember the first negative comment I read on the internet about me was so soul destroying. And, Can you remember uh, what it was? Uh, I, I think it was something about being a charisma vacuum or something. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's Fuck just me, like... me, that's harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that stung a little bit, but now it's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Doing what I love. Well, that, that's, sure, that's the biggest revenge, <laughs> that's isn't the, it? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That's the way I always look at it. It's like, well... Fuck it, yeah. I'm doing the thing I love doing. So, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's amazing. Very fortunate. Very fortunate. All right, cool. So, this is brilliant. Um, Scott, again, thank you so much for your time. Oh, really you appreciate guys. that. Thanks thank you. Been, it's, it's been fun. fun. Yeah, it's, it's been, been real fun. Uh, you can follow me at Giles Alderson. You can follow the Filmmakers Pod at Filmmakers Pod. And please do, please retweet, please like us, please share, and please follow us on iTunes. Subscribe there. CJ, where can we follow you? At C James Direct. And you can keep a tab, or you keep tabs on Fanged Up, the latest movie, at Fanged Up Film. Perfect. And you can follow The Dare Film at The Dare Film. There you go, on Twitter as well. Um, get your screenings and fundraisers, etc. into indie film shoutouts, and we'll shout them out for you. Um, thank you very much, Scott, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Really do. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Thanks a lot, lads. That's it's been great. fun. It's been, it's been it. very much fun. Um, being prepared is everything. You can make your indie film, but know who your audience is. Get out there and do it. And remember, if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up, it's your duty to send that elevator back down new show is out next tuesday so we will see you next tuesday until then stay well work hard and try to take another step forward to making your indie film cj goodbye bye scott goodbye see ya giles goodbye goodbye and take care now
podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.